So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody to this Thursday edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and off here to my left, Jean Victoria Narlock. How are you, Jean? I am rich in Christ, and we're going to talk about what that means later. But in short, I'm fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic, wunderbar, awesomeness. There's awesomeness abounds in my world these days and I am so grateful for it. I just am. Um and think at the very top of that gratitude list, I have to right here, right now, give a shout out to our multitude, our legion of pod class listeners who have just simply by being and listening have encouraged us to take our show to the next level. So all love all the time for all of you because you are what has made this so freaking awesome and um, was going to carry it to the, to the next level. That is true. It's you guys yeah. are amazing and uh, always there and wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but she mentions, look at her mention casually the next level and uh, for those of you who missed announcement time where we didn't really banter last Tuesday because we took it for announcement time we're just going to do it again probably Uh, because why banter about stuff when you can banter about us surely absolutely I I think it warrants bantering about like really at the end of the day doesn't it it warrants talking about because a miracle happened like and a, a number of them actually all could, concentrated together, and stirred in a pot, a and series, a series of synchronistic miracles. And you could say that in the terms of a miracle is something that um, you should be shocked and awed and amazed at um, that doesn't happen very often. Or you could say it in the context of a miracle happens daily, repeatedly, always, and you can still be shocked and awed, awed and amazed because. Wow, it's just so cool. But keep expecting them is is my thing here that I've learned on Everyday Connection. It's just don't ever expect those miracles to go away. Don't ever lose your awe of them or your gratitude for them, but don't ever expect them to go away because they don't go away. They just keep getting better and better and better. They do. They. Uh, I'm sorry, I was muted myself. 
<clears throat> I'm searching for the echo. I'm searching for the echo. It's like the search for the lost corridor. Wait, that's Moody Blues thinks. Actually, one week from tonight, folks, at this moment in time, seven days hence, we'll, we'll be speaking to you live from the mango tree in Costa Rica. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier to launch um, to launch Everyday Connection on the road in a more beautiful and synchronistically energetic environment with everything that we are talking about. Costa Rica is on the cutting edge right now of um, eco-sustainable living. People up there are doing some crazy things like, I don't know, buying land and just letting it be. And this to me is, is, is a miracle in and of itself, that there would be people from all over the world who are just going there, buying that, land, that, and when you ask them why they bought the land, they say, well, it's just because we want to preserve it as it is. Not for development purposes. Oh, no, not there. It's just to let it be. And so, people that don't know each other from different parts of the world right, are ended up in the same it? place to do the same thing or similar thing. At the and, same time. Yeah, look at that. What happened? Holy. Yeah, I know. Is is that not cool? And we're going to be in the midst of it, launching Everyday Connection on the road from that space from that energy and just it, I'm so excited. It's just cool. It's I don't have words for it really, and except for I'm feeling really blessed these days. How about you, Rick? Oh, it, it, it's an amazing blessing because we had planned to go. <clears throat> There's that plan word again. Uh, best, best laid plans of mice and men and masters. Mice. Um we had planned to go to Costa Rica, and when we had planned to make a movie and planned to get this and get that, and we got to get this, and then we're going to write that, and then we're going to convince these people, and then those are going to come from over there, and oh boy, we had this. We had all kinds of figurings in there, didn't we, Jean? We did. We had a lot of laid outs. We had a lot of, if this works out, then we can do this. And I think that that's ultimately where maybe we we misunderstood Um the 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 truth about this journey that we call life is that we really had a lot of if this happens then then we can take the next step instead of just saying this is our desire our heart's desire and what we really feel that you know our way of of assisting and helping to make this world a better place rather than just saying that and just you know it, Letting go and letting God, really, at the end of the day, we didn't do that. We had plans. We It was always, if we line this up, then the next step can happen and blah, 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 blah. And you know what? Forget blah, 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 blah. Just put it out there. Just just pour your heart and soul out to the universe, to God, whatever you want to call it. Um, we know that our listeners come from all over the world, so who needs labels? You know what we mean. Just pour your heart and soul out there with the purest of intent and and just... Let it be, and you will see miracles just pouring into your life unlike unlike you've ever believed were possible, and you will just be in awe of what your life has become, and you'll just be well, and it was almost swimming. like in part like there was some energy of everyday connection is not enough to yeah. 
justify going around places. So we're going to make this theatrical cinematic experience release thing of helping Oops. the planet. And <clears throat> George and Nestor were like, what? Really? You, do you listen to your own yeah. shows? <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly it. You know, that's exactly it. When we've sat back and realized, well, everyday connection is a gift. Everyday connection is is the gift that I, I know changed my life and brought me back to health and well-being. Everyday connection is the gift that brought Rick back to health and well-being um, and, a, and a place of really just centered peace with how the world is and appreciation for how the world is and for how it's changing and for how it's growing and expanding. And I think that we really dishonored that. But um, And that's why I wanted to give a shout-out for our podcast listeners tonight because they never lost faith, I don't think, ever in um, in what we do and what we represent here. So uh, thanks for helping us to see the light and the truth of it. I guess what we have to say because now we get to go – Play with play. the people that we've been talking to all this yeah. time. And, and that's so cool. And doing the thing that we is is right this moment our passion, our excitement, Absolutely. which is everyday connection and talking to you guys and talking to the amazing guests that just come from, you know, our intention of having amazing guests and, and the opportunity twice a week to remind everybody that Humans are awesome, and yes, we mean you. And um, uh, all of you. Yes, and all, all of, of all, all of you. <laughs> and uh, yes. uh, not just a select few. We all of you. We bring, you know, we try to bring these awesome folks, and 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 they just show up, and they come from all kinds of different backgrounds and all kinds of different journeys and stories, and they've all sort of come to the same place. And um, and we've had some real life-changing moments in our lives and, and life-changing moments for some of our uh, some of our EC family members in the chat room and in the uh, emails and stuff. So thank you so much for... Yeah. I, you know, we get to go to Costa Rica. And... We're, we do. We and will soon have on the, our website a page about EC on the Road uh, because we also want to hear from all of you guys. And we'll talk more about that when we're in Costa Rica because I don't want to, like, you know, talk all night because I could. Uh, it's <laughs> just so exciting. But, um, you know. But we have an awesome guest awesome, to talk to. You've got an awesome group of people in your town that are doing something awesome. There's just awesomeness going on, and you think that the world needs to hear it. And you know we've had everybody from big movie producers to folks you've never heard of, and the wisdom flows. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. So you, when you're hearing this, you're thinking, "Ooh, yeah, Bob, me, the group down the street, those kids, whatever." Watch for watch for our page. Or drop us a line. Just go, hey, you should come here. And, we and there, just, remember that there are no limits to greatness. We don't care where you come from. Um, you know, at this point, we don't even care at this point what what where your belief systems stem from. As long as you are putting your view out into the world and making the world a better place for that, then we don't care how you got there. We want to talk to you. We want to know because there's millions like you out there. And, and you don't have to be 
rich and famous and big and you I don't care if you have 10 followers on Facebook. I don't care if you have none. If you're doing something that's making the world a better place and you're shining your light into the world, then drop us a line. We will do our best to get you on the air. Honestly, we we love you all because humans are awesome. Humans are awesome. and uh, Humans are awesome. See the evidence of it just almost everywhere I look. And uh, so, as Jane said to somebody on her Facebook page the other day, say, I don't know where you're looking, but... Where I'm looking is awesome. <laughs> so come look with us because it's awesome. And, uh, it's awesome. Uh, and we might come see you. We might just have you on the air from remotes. We might. We we don't know, you know, where. No. And and if you're not there's sure, no, if it feels no like anymore. <laughs> feels like a, a leap, but you you really got that tug. Hey, it wasn't until we let go of everything and jumped that. Everything happened for EC on the road, so it's a good topic. It's a topic we enjoy. Absolutely. Very near and dear to our Absolutely. hearts, actually. It is. And every time you think you got it down. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> I thought I knew. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. I yeah. Thought I knew. Yeah. And then yeah. this guy came along and he showed and me. Kaplam. I know everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fortunately, that. We, we we do have that clip in our audio archives often, is you guys don't have it figured out, do you? And Gina and I are like, oh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> no, no, no. Uh, the only thing I know to be fact about our re- current reality, and, and I'll defend this to the grave, is that humans being are awesome and amazing and can do miraculous, miraculous things. And you will never, ever change my mind on that. Other than that, the rest is all open. Right, it's all (laughs) flexible, it's all up in the air, because, you know, it's just a ride. Oh, no, Bill Hicks. So, we uh, have with us tonight, in reference to your earlier comment about being rich in Christ, we have with us someone who is rich in Christ. Indeed, and, he is. Uh, uh, and we're going to talk about rich in Christ and Christ in rich and and not Christ in rich. That's not. It's not a food stuff. Don't. Why? He had to crack a joke. I, you know, I, I can't. What can I do? I can't do anything with him, Rich. I'm sorry. Welcome to the show, anyways. <laughs> Novak, how are Thank you, Rich? You. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I was just so stoked when I heard that you turned your journey into a book. So, let's get right down to it. Who on earth are you, and what do you do? Well, um, I'm a Christian, and. Uh, I'm not a religious Christian. I'm a relation relationship oriented Christian, and there's there's a big difference. And I love uh, you. the way that happened for me was, you know, I went through the '70s and I did all the the stuff that happened in the '70s, and uh, I ended up in treatment in 1981, and and I surrendered to Christ in treatment, and He actually revealed Himself to me through. Uh, scripture in Matthew, Matthew 6.34, and it basically says, don't worry about tomorrow, take one day at a time. And that's become my whole ministry. My whole ministry is about the daily walk, uh, 
the seeing God now, uh, the illusion of a God of the future or a God of the past, because he doesn't live in either place. And that's what I write about. And uh, this is my, after 32 years of a lot of different uh, life experiences, this is my speaking debut, believe it or not. So um, I'm excited what God is doing, I, what you guys are talking about, the new phase that he's doing in your uh, in your deal. Uh, he's doing the same thing with me, so I'm excited about it. I'm always excited to hear we have a first timer on the air, and we've had a multitude of them, and we've and people, ones that been blessed sur- enough. That surprised to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been blessed enough to witness some real growth in their careers, their ministries, their message. Um, and I'm not certainly not taking responsibility for it, but we've been blessed enough to watch them grow after the show. Um, in alignment with whatever time is right for them. But that's why we love having having first-timers on the show because we get to, yeah, there's a little ego there, I guess, but we get to say, yeah, I knew him back when. <laughs> back when he was still getting his feet wet. Um, and that's always awesome to me because that means to me that we offer a very comfortable, safe place to play. And that's, I can't think of a better way to honor what we do than to offer that to people. So I'm really glad to have you here. I've been watching your journey for a long time, and I know that you were you were a sick little, little boy for a long time. And um, I'm glad that we have this finally this chance to speak in person because I've watched your journey. I know that you've off and on watched mine. And um, so I I'm looking forward to tonight. This should be fun. Going back to when you were sick, and and I know that for a while, I'm not even sure you thought you were going to make it. Um, And then that that voice came to you and said, "Come with me." So can can we go back to that? And can you, you know, share a little bit about that experience because that's that's a life changing, defining moment for you. And well, what happened is uh, April of. uh, of 2011 on my 52nd birthday, so that'll tell you how old I am. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> sat down at the local Goodwill and I went down to pick up a book because I I collect, you know, I, there's good books and there's the best books, and I I collect the best books because I've learned over the years what are the good ones and which ones are the best ones. And I was bending over to pick up a book by Jean Guyon. Um, she's a mystic uh, Christian from the uh, dark ages, actually, and I was bending over to pick up this book, and I felt something pop in my back, and I had driven truck for 20 years, and I'd always had back problems, so I just, you know, my wife was with me, I said, I'll just go ice it, and tomorrow morning I'll be fine, and the next morning I couldn't get out of bed, and uh, and so I couldn't work, I, I was self-employed, we didn't have any medical insurance, and so uh, I spent the next 30 days on my back, I went to a chiropractor because I'd heard from somebody that it might be a pinch this or or something or some kind of a, something that they could work on. And anyway, I went into the chiropractor and he did one of those things where he lays you on the table and he pushed down on my back and I just about went through the ceiling. And um, 
And there was nothing that I was doing. I was walking. I was trying to walk it out. And there's nothing that was, was changing it at all. And uh, and so the chiropractor said, you need an MRI. Well, we didn't have the money. So my wife kind of put it out on my Facebook page or on hers that, you know, we Rich needs an MRI. And our Facebook family, who are a bunch of wonderful people, uh, within 12 hours raised $600 for me to get an MRI. And uh, I went and I went and got the MRI, and I found out I had an abscess staph infection in my spine. And the doctor said, "You need to get to the hospital right now because if that thing goes, you could be paralyzed or you could die. One of the two." And so we went down to the, got my pictures from the MRI, went down to the emergency room, and um, and I got in. I got in right away. I mean, the, the room was packed wall to wall in Fort Worth, Texas. It was a Thursday night, and I was in on the back getting high doses of morphine within an hour. And I spent the next 40 days in the hospital getting uh, uh, antibiotic grip for my staph infection in my spine. And then while I was in the hospital, uh, they did a um, CAT scan on me or PET scan, whatever it is, and they saw a spot on my on one of my kidneys and said, we're going to check this out further. And so they, they did some more investigating and found a grapefruit-sized tumor on my right kidney. And so it was by God's grace that I went down with the back problem because the kidney tumor probably would have killed me if the staph infection didn't. But, you know, about two weeks into it, I was sitting here complaining on my bed, and I was just, you know, because... You know, people think that if you're walking in any kind of maturity in Christ, that you're kind of a, you walk in kind of a super faith. Well, that's not true because the, <laughs> the whole the whole thing that God has shown me is that His power is perfected in my weakness. His power comes through my weakness. There's no other reason I'm for so His power to show up that. except through my weakness. So I was I was sitting here and. And a, and a guy that I followed for a long time in ministry, years, uh, from the early 80s until the late 90s, um, to where we kind of separated in our in our views, he uh, was killed in a head-on collision outside of Dallas. Uh, it was the 16th of April. It was, um, what was the, it was two weeks. It was the 27th of April from the time I went down on my back. And my wife came in here, and I was sitting in here, you know, kind of, pissing and moaning about how bad I had it and and then she read this thing to me and, and his his last article that he wrote was when all means fail. And when she read that to me I broke down in just convulsive weeping and I didn't know what was going on with me. And I knew God was doing something in me. And from that point on until the time I came home, I never complained again about what I was going through. And I had 60 more days of that to go of intense pain and uh, and all of that. But you know what God showed me through that is what he's shown me in everything is I can do nothing, you know, apart from him. Nothing. Because I like, I like the way you guys are talking at the beginning of the program. Where you, you know, you're trying to make your plans, you know. <laughs> And uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says that, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans not for calamity, but to give you a future and a hope. But the problem is, when you look at it from appearances, the plan a lot of times looks, looks like calamity. That's why Jeremiah qualifies that. He says, you know, 
this plan is not going to look like you think it's going to look. It's going to look like something completely different than what you believe it's going to look. Because God wants to surprise you every single way possible and reveal to you himself as your life. And he'll do that however he needs to. He'll set up the circumstances however he needs to do that. And that was just one thing in the last 32 years that God used to do that. And and basically, what I tell people is he pulls you back. You know, it's like a slingshot. He pulls you back into the darkness only to propel you further into the light. And that's really what he's done with me throughout my whole life. Is he's allowed me to go through a lot. I mean, I've lost homes, jobs. I've I've uh, missed opportunities when I should have had opportunities. I've I've lost my health, uh, lost my relationship with my kids, and through all that losing, what I've gained is a deeper revelation of who I am and what my purpose is here. If that makes any sense to anybody, <laughs> it, it it does. Um, it does. And I, I have to put out there first of all that. Well, you were going through all of this. I remember I remember seeing your wife's post. Um yes. first of all, and I, I wish to goodness that I could have attributed to that financially. I wasn't able at the time because I too was flat on my back with a dilap like one of the most difficult physical situations I've ever encountered. I was flat on my back with illness at the time. Um so, but I do remember, and I remember this very clearly, is that you posted your friends, I remember you posted his um, his last writing. I remember you put that out there for us to read. Yeah. And I read it. I read it, and I haven't gotten a chance to tell you, Rich, but because m- many of our listeners know already that I wrote a healing book myself and it was not so that I could tell other people how to get better it was so that I could get better I had to write my journey onto paper because that's what I do I'm I'm a writer it's it's what I do it's who I am in order for me to get better I had to take that take everything that I was feeling and put that onto paper but at the beginning of my journey before I started the book I read that piece and it really hit home with me mm. and I remember it hitting home and I was just kind of in awe of that at the time I was like wow that came out of a place where I never thought to to get an answer but um, that was definitely one of the things that, that prompted my own journey to wellness at, at the very beginning when the, and Rich, Rick can tell you that there was moments there where I didn't see a lot of hope so first of all you should know that if, if you know anything else, that, that that posting, that sharing that you did um, changed at least one life. Um, oh, and, and, and second, I guess you have words for how you, how you found that, how you express it. I mean, I, Help me out, Rick, because I'm struggling what, what, here. What? What? <laughs> I um... well, it, people take this this God thing, and they separate from themselves. 
Mm-hmm. And it creates this sense of angst in me that yes. I I struggle with expressing because I don't want to get so po- soap boxy. I don't want to I don't want to be judgmental. Um and I don't want to point fingers and blame. But there is a great deal of angst in me at this aforementioned ancient <laughs> I'm going to say ancient, maybe not ancient, but the last old world Christian um, idea of God being out there somewhere. I don't know where there is. Well, God being out I, there somewhere, and and, and now I, Christ is there over there with him, and your soul is over there. It's that thing we, we talk about. Is that I We have to quit. I would prefer, I don't know that we have to, that's not a bad way to put it, I would prefer that no, people stop talking about their soul like it's this thing way off over there somewhere that occasionally jacks with them to teach them a lesson. Yeah, because... And because they because, think of the same way about God, they think the same way. And it's to me, it's all the same channel of Holy Spirit right up through. So it's... This, where it's, is this God that's over there? Where is, Who is this, this God what, that's over there? I don't what happened, what happened with me is I went through my I went through you know another time in my life that you know I had to look up six feet to tie my shoes after my divorce and after being separated from my five kids and I was ready to kill myself I mean literally I was ready to just not you know as a as a you know as a supposedly mature Christian believer but. And people, you know, may not believe this, but but God's plan, like I said, is not our plan. And uh, I came to that place where I basically told God to get the hell out of my life. I said, I don't want anything to do with you because I didn't see any mercy. I didn't see any compassion. I didn't see any love. I didn't see any grace in this God who was a part of institutional religion. I didn't see that. All I saw was a punishing God. I saw a punitive God. I saw a God that looked more like a child abuser than a loving father. And I thought, I don't. And it was not the God that your heart told you was God. Exactly. Am I right? That 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 was my big struggle. Is that these these priests in these churches were telling me, here is this God who is is all about punishment and hate and and and. I'm good. You know, you have to smite your enemy and and I look at the. Bible itself, and there is there's so much bloodshed and angst and anger and hate and judgment. And the, my heart told me, no, no, no. He put it in his commandments, thou shalt not kill. How, how can I kill in his name? It's been so confusing for me until I found this whole other understanding. And that's why I'm always excited to bring somebody on the show who who went through that journey and had that conversation with God and and has that understanding, that deep, connected, heart-wrenching revelation of of the truth, of the love that comes from that connection because it's a powerful truth. It's it's a freeing truth. It's an uplifting truth. and, And I'm always excited to see people discover it. Well, it was during that time that when I couldn't serve any, you know, I couldn't serve him anymore, and I started pushing him. And I said, "Okay, I'm going to test you, God. I'm going to see how much you really do love me." And I would deliberately test him by doing things that I knew were despicable 
to Christians, okay? I was out drinking and partying and carousing and doing my thing. And every time I looked to God, at that point in my life, I never saw God looking at me with judgment. I never saw him looking at me pointing the finger. I never saw him saying, clean up your act. All I ever saw was unconditional love. And so what I tell people is that God brought me through that time to completely deprogram me from institutional Christianity and to reveal the one true God, the God who loves me without condition and the God who will never leave me or forsake me. And that was 12 years ago. And that's the foundation that God laid. There's, the Bible says, there's a scripture that says there's a foundation that's already laid. And that's the foundation he revealed to me that was already laid. It's like he pulled back a curtain and he said, this is reality. This is who you are. This is who I am. That's why my book and my ministry is called Rich in Christ, because it's not about God, with God, for God, around God. It's in God. Our life is in Christ. And so we're one with him. There's no separation. What can separate us from the love of God? Neither height nor depth nor power nor principality, things present or things to come, or any other thing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's the God I've come to proclaim. I love Paul. Paul is going through, through um, some town, I think it was in Athens, in, the, in one of the books in Acts. And he's going there, through there, and, and these Athenians, they worshipped all kinds of different gods. And he saw this, this, uh, this god, and it had the inscription under it. It said, to the unknown god. And, you know, Paul didn't go in there and say, you bunch of, you know, da-da-da, you're not worshiping G Jesus. You're not. He went in, and this is the wisdom. This is the wisdom of God. This is the love of God. He went in and he said, I see you guys are really religious and that you worship a lot of gods. And he commended them for it. And he said, and I said, I see this one that says to the unknown God, the God that, that, that's there, the one that you don't know of, that's the one I've come to tell you about. Then he proceeded to tell them about his relationship with Christ. And he was invited. It was an inviting thing. He invited them to listen to, to what he perceived as the unknown God, because it was under the inscription, to the unknown God. He said, that one that you worship in ignorance, that's the one I've come to tell you about. That's my calling. That's my ministry. The people that don't know who God is, they still believe he's the religious God. I wrote an article called God's True Hierarchy. It's in my book. And it depicts the church, the, the Christian organized church today, institutional religion, as a triangle, a corporate triangle. And the pastor is at the top as the chief executive officer. The elders are next in line as his executives, the vice presidents. Then the deacons as the management and the, the congregation. I call them the minimum, minimum wage workers who are trying to scratch for something that they can hang on to that's real. Because that's exactly the way the church is set up. It's set up with a hierarchy. And there's different people and, there's, and it's segregated and it's separated even the denomination word means separation. Denominations. Right. You know? Different, different denominations of exactly. currency and card exactly. playing cards. Exactly. And it, I think it's well, it's the source of this perception you've you've mentioned several times. I actually was at 
the bottom of the barrel on this or thought about this, and I, but I was mature in Christ. Well, it's that that perception is about this hierarchy thing. Exactly. And I, I what? <laughs> it just doesn't. It never made sense to me because I would when I was little, and I was you know big in the church and went on mission trips and helped convert people and run vacation Bible schools. and uh, But it always kind of seemed a little odd to me that it wasn't quite what I was reading in the book. Yep. And and then if you go and you just read the red letter parts, it's not then it's almost a different flavor. And then you kind of get to wondering, well, wait a minute, who said what? And who's this King James guy? But... Um, you know, it's it's a it's this concept that that goes with this external thing and this idea that you, that therefore there must be someone who you know because I can't find this external God out there, so there must be someone that's got the key or the secret or the something. Mm-hmm. And then you end up with now I've got to have all these intermediaries between me and God, and um, personally, it's always been one of my pet peeves. It's the because I the way I understood it when I was young, the scene in the Bible where uh, Jesus is tossing the money changers' tables over in the temple. I thought it was about money. And because they taught in Sunday school that it was about money right. and the evils of money and the evils of having money and That's right. And 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 it it my understanding now is that the Christ in him was furious at the even the idea that the reason these money changers were there was you had to pay for the priests to pray. Exactly. Talk to God. And not only that, but your money wasn't clean enough to be carried into the temple, so you had to change it for clean money. And, of course, they didn't give you back quite as much as you gave them out, out at these money changer tables. So it was like the ultimate slap is not only is it bad enough you say that there's got to be this priest that's going to talk, but, but now your money's not good enough? Money doesn't got anything to do with it. Get out, and and um, and I think that such a what Jesus was doing was throwing religion when right. he was thrown over the tables. He was he, he was amen. Inc- he was incensed at the idea exactly that someone had to intercede on his behalf exactly with the God that he knew exactly because. It it can't work like that. It just can't work like that. And that's why it doesn't work. That's why it doesn't work. Because when you have a separated God, then you have to believe that you have to do something in order for him to come near. You know what I'm saying? So how much can you do and how much is enough? How much is enough? Well, when you look at the God of all grace, okay, when you look at the God of all grace, who loves us as we are right now. That's what I had to learn when I went into the pit. I was sharing Christ. I mean, after that time, I was sharing Christ with people off on the bar stool. 
I had a beer and they had a beer. And you know what? The spirit was just as evident then as he was when I was sitting in a church because the spirit doesn't change. Dude, I was serving drinks to drunk people doing the same thing. Exactly. So I and hear exactly the, what you're saying. The spirit doesn't I was change because like, it comes with you because it's in you. In fact, I was talking to this girl. It was after I was you know, divorced and she was really pretty. <laughs> And I was wanting to get to know her, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit shows up because that's who I am. Whether didn't matter where I was in that point in life. God's plan was being carried out, and that's all it was to it. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit showed up, and I started talking, and all that came out was the love of God. And this, this girl, instead of my intentions, what they were at that time, because like I told you, I basically told God to you know get out of my life. All of a sudden, it was all that mattered was that this girl knew who God was. That's all that mattered to me was that she knew who God was. And, you know, before we walked, I walked out of that bar, she did. She did know who God was. She knew that God was, was sitting in the form of Rich Novak talking to her in a bar, which is exactly what Jesus would have done. He was accused of hanging out with whores and wine bibbers because Jesus was real and he was all about relationship. He is all about relationship. He hates religion almost as much as I do. Okay? Thank you. 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 Because I've been saying that since day one. What You know, and I have to take a moment and step back because... Part of our show is that we have all respect all the time for all religions, all belief systems. And I will not at any time in any way call for the downfall of any belief system or religion because whatever your religion is, if it's taking you in the right direction and it's taking you to a higher place and it's inspiring you to do great things, then that's where you need to be. But you need to understand that that is God. Yeah. It, because it's all God. I and just that, wrote it, that, I wrote I it today. I wrote it today. It's in Ephesians 1. It says he's the God, he's all in all, and he fills everything in every way. And my status was, so what's left over? What's left over after everything? Right. There's nothing left over. He's it. He's one. He's the all in all. He's the I am. And that, he's the ever-present I think that, that's where we... That's where we fell short. That's where we that's where we missed the understanding is that in that in that moment of I am the Lord your God above all gods you shall not worship any god before me. It's not you can't put anything above me because I'm a jealous god. It's you can't put anything above me because anything you put above me is still me. You see? So there is nothing, nothing in this this world, this existence, this reality, this this experience that is not God, and that's that's it. That's the that's the pinnacle of of that relationship, that connection is understanding that if I touch my desk, that's still a manifestation of God, whether you like it or not. I know some people out there are going, "What?" But that's still there is nothing that exists that is not. A manifestation of that creator energy, because there's nothing more than that. And that, to me, is what that first 
and foremost commandment of all commandments means is that there's nothing else, you see. And if you can see the world that way, if you can walk up to the bum on the street and see him as the manifestation of, of God, then how can you hate? How can you judge? Well, that's what how Paul said. He said we no longer, Paul said question? we no longer, Paul said we no longer see anyone after the flesh. We don't see anybody in the natural way of looking at them anymore. And over in Matthew six, which which has become my most quoted past uh, chapter that I, uh, out of all my writings, I've written somewhere around four hundred articles now, and including my my book. But the thing that I quote the most is probably in Matthew six where God revealed himself to me, uh, is when Jesus says that if your eye is, is, uh, is single, it's full of light, but if your eye is evil, it's full of darkness. And how great is that darkness? And so, But it's not the evil that is what we perceive, because why doesn't it say if your eye is double? Because double is the opposite of single. So I was reading that one day, and God said, because anything that is more than me is going to cause nothing but confusion and fear and condemnation if you see anything more than me. In other words, when you look, you see me alone, I fill your whole vision, and there's no reason to fear because that's exactly the way I created you. I created you exactly that way. And that's what it's saying in Matthew 6. Matthew 6 is letting us know that God is is all and in all. And in fact, Jesus said over in uh, John 17, he said that that his, his prayer, the prayer that came from the passion of his life, was, Father, that they may be one even as you and I are one. I and them, you and me, us and, and, you know, he was saying we're all one. That's what he was saying. We're yes, of course. And yet what's happened is religion has taken that, and that's when it says a house divided against itself cannot stand because all of the division in religion cannot allow Jesus to stand as he is. They have to create, and Paul talked about it in uh, Galatians 1 and in Second Corinthians 11, he calls it the different gospel. And he says, it's a, and it's no gospel at all. And the word gospel means good news. And you know what? There's, not, there's no good news in religion. There's none. All there is, is is bondage to trying to do something to reach God who has already reached you right where you're at. So let's, let's talk about Yeshua for a minute. Let's talk about that That part of the worry because that's something that I don't want to talk to you about what that means to you what Christ means to you because I don't ever see Jesus as as perhaps being too welcoming to the idea of any being be it man, woman, child the bear in the cave or the dog lying on my floor putting Jesus on a pedestal because that is not what his message says to me. His message, his message says to me, "I am you. You are me. There's nothing that I can do that you can that I can do that you cannot do." And and so I want to talk to you about that and how how 
your understanding um, is now on that topic as opposed to what it was prior to this, dare I say, say revelation, because <laughs> I love using that word in the context it was meant to be used, mm-hmm. um, because I, I still see, and, and I understand that, that some people like yourself, um, one of my one of my other all-time favorites, Jacob Israel, use those terminologies be, because their their place here, their purpose here, is to reach the heart of of the Christian, um, the Christian who is is lost in the religion, and I respect that. But there's a different energetic when you use it, when Jacob uses it, um, that it's not a it's not a worshiping. It's it's a relationship. It's a, a communion, a connection. It's it's this is a part of who I am, and it's not that I want to put him up there and be at his feet and stand in awe of all that he is. It's that I want to to acknowledge his his message and and to walk my own path in in full respect of the message that he brought. So so when you say rich in Christ, what does that Christ word mean to you? What does that energetic mean to you? Because that's that in itself is is a powerful, powerful shift in perception and understanding. Well Jesus the disciples asked Jesus, he said, show us they said, show us the Father. And he simply replied back, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So if you see Christ as he is, not as he's perceived to be by religion, because religion has to have that hierarchical thing. They've got to have that, 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 uh, that adoration thing going on. And, and when, you, when you look at God that way, then you have to look up at him, and then you have to see him as distant. And when you see him as distant, then you see him as impersonal. But when you see when you see the truth of Galatians two twenty that it's no longer I who live it's Christ who lives in me, and you realize that you know what I was created as the container of God I was created as the branch of God John fifteen talks about the vine branch union that that Jesus says I am the vine and you're the branch. Well, the branch doesn't exist without the vine. The branch rests in the vine. And the, and the purpose of the branch is for the life of the vine to flow through it to produce fruit for others. Because you'll never see a fruit tree picking its own fruit. The fruit that it produces is for others. And that's who I am in Christ. He's the vine. My life, his life flows through me. And the fruit that is produced in my life is there for others. It's other love. And so what Jesus is to me... Is, is destroying a perception that the world revolves around me. Destroying the perception that that uh, I have to do something in order for God to do something for me. And and the perception of the word become flesh is what it says in John John chapter one. You know, Christians for for as long as I can remember, when it, when they get a convert. The first thing they do is they send them to the book of John, okay? So missionaries, they send you to the book of John, 
And people read it. That's what they say. The first book to read is the book of John. Well, the first thing John says was, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then if you go read further on the 14th verse, it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son, full of grace and truth. And what that does is it completely destroys the letter that kills, that is the Bible minus the Spirit, and it shows you that the Word is alive. The Word is a person. The Word is Christ, the person. And you can only have a personal relationship with a person. You can have a personal relationship with, with letters on a, in a book. And I love the Bible because the Bible reveals the person. But I don't, I don't honor the Bible. I honor the Christ of the Bible. And I don't know if that's what you wanted to hear or not, but that's what who Jesus is to me. It doesn't matter what I that's, want to hear. Sweetie. Well, and that's what, exactly what she wanted to hear. Good. Don't be, don't be fiddling around, Jean. But, but. <laughs> But, but the first it, thing, the first it thing out of my awesome. mouth is it doesn't matter what I want to hear. It's true. I don't bring it's guests on true. so they can spout my truth. Not, no, I, I want to bring them on so they spout truth as they know it because, my goodness, we live in a diverse, diverse, magnificently diverse world thanks to that creative source that many Christians call God. Thanks to that creative source, we live in a diverse world. And and yes, please, you know, share that because that reaches the heart of our listeners, and that's what matters. It doesn't matter what I think. Well, it matter I'm, what Rick I'm sure it feels like truth. It just I'm here does. To destroy, I'm here to destroy religion in any possible way I can, because religion, <laughs> because religion has been the been the cause of more pain and suffering in humanity than all of the wars put together. And that is reaching out to a distant and impersonal God. You know, the greatest revelation I had probably in my whole Christian life was that when I learned that God likes me. Because I heard from day one that God loved me. Well, God has to love you. He's God. But you know... When somebody likes you, that means that they want to be with you and they want to have time, spend time with you and they want to have a relationship with you. And when I learned that God liked me exactly the way I was when, when he revealed that to me, that opened up a whole new way of my being able to see God and to see others. And and that was, you know, and it's just that simple. It's that really that simple. Because all we're here for is relationship. That's what we're here for. And the trials and the tribulations of life are meant to open our eyes to the unseen and the unlimited. Because especially in America, we're so ingrained in a life of preserving ourselves for ourselves, we can't fathom when when we read scriptures like, you want to gain your life, you have to lose it. Okay? Well, when you lose your life, you really don't lose it because all you lose is all the baggage that you thought was life, and then God opens up to you what life really is. 
So everything God does is motivated by love. The pain, the suffering, the, the heartache, the loss, the brokenness, it's all to open our eyes to a greater view of who he is. And the fact that he's not impersonal, he loves every one of us exactly the way we are. And, and, and he loves us enough to want to reveal himself in even a deeper way because that is why we are here. We're here to have a relationship with God, a deep relationship. My, in my, in my, uh, my writing, I say if you want to have a real relationship with a real God, then stay tuned for some real content that will bring some real change because that's exactly what it's about, a real relationship with God. And that's what has happened to me over 32 years. And that's why, you know, my ministry exists. And, and I have a, I'm a life coach. I just became a certified life coach. And if anybody is interested in going deeper in their relationship with Christ and they want to go through all the trappings of dead letter religion, then I'm, then I'm here to, to, to show them how they can do that and to, to walk with them as they go, through, go down that path. And, um, you know... Because, I mean, really, when you get right down to it, who wants a God that you get to see on Sunday morning for an hour? What kind of relationship can you have with him, Rick? I mean, it's you barely speak. What? You can't have a relationship with a God you spend ten minutes with. So, it, it to me, that's always why I, I, you know, you talk about it as a walk. It's because you're walking out there. Go walk. Yep, life, go have That's it. That's it. Isaiah said it. Isaiah said, when you turn to the right or the left, he said, don't look behind you. He said, because God is saying, this is the way, walk in it. Just walk. Just keep walking. You know? And when you talk about that relationship aspect of, of you know, who want, how can you have a relationship with a God, you know, 10 minutes or, or, or uh, in a church? Well, how can you have a relationship with, with a God that you think is a child abuser? Because that's the way organized religion presents him to people. They present him as a child abuser. And wrathful and arrogant exactly. and um, going to get you. And, right. And uh, I'm going to knock you, you know, you, you move this way or that way and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take care of you. And that's not who God is at all. And that's not who the Christian God is, Christians. That's no, not who Christian it, Jesus is, Christians. You well, know? and it, it gets back to me to the Word. You talked about the Word. The Word was God. And the Word was written. Now the Word's been made flesh. And, well, how about that Word, Yahweh thing, Word? That's right. It's actually not even a Word. It's four letters. Yod, Hev, Vain, Hey, Yahweh. Oyve, <clears throat> and uh, but that transliterates in the Roman script is Y H W H. Okay, Yahweh, uh, because it was considered blasphemous to utter the name. No, that's, that's not what right. it says. What it that's says right. is it can't be pronounced. It's right. you can't say it. But Yahweh goes back to the Semitic, the ancient Semitic root of Hava. H A W A H, which means to be oh, or to wow. become. I didn't know that. I like um, that. <laughs> and uh, it it can also be 
uh, called an imperfective of that Hebrew verb, uh, which means was, as in the sense of the one who is, or the existing. Well, yeah, that's God. That's the God I know. He's the existing. That's exactly He's the right. in all and all what's left. Well, when, he can't have non-existence. So if what, it exists, that's him. When Moses, when Moses, you know, was was told to go into the and in, in, in free the the children of Israel from uh, the Egyptians, he said, "Well, who who should I say is uh, sending me?" He said, "Tell him that I am that I am." <laughs> I mean, that's and God. I I, I seem to recall something similar that. in the can, in can the pilot story about the I am. How we misconstrued that? How in world? I mean, of all the scriptures and and quotes from the Bible that I have ever read, that to me says it all. It, That's right. It does get more simpler than that. How in right. the world did we misconstrue or misunderstand that? Of all things, I am that I am. That's. What? It, I don't have a name. I don't have a definition. I don't have a a designation. I just am. Because what and happened is didn't start, didn't stop, didn't begin, didn't end. Just am. Just well, because what happened in Christianity is you have a bunch of people that have separated and divided hearts, and they're trying to proclaim the oneness of God, and there's no possible way they can. They can't do it naturally. They have to go from the natural to the supernatural. They have to go from darkness to light. Jesus, Paul said, we've come from darkness to light. And until you go from darkness to light, you can't talk about light. You can talk about religion and you can talk about a Jesus that, you know, is in the, um, you know, the seminaries around the world. I call them cemeteries, but you can, you know, the seminaries. Uh, you can talk about that Jesus all you want. I think you can have more yeah. fun in a cemetery. You, yeah, because what's there? Death, death. You can't talk about the life of Christ unless you know the life of Christ, and he, and that has to be revealed. That's not going to be found in a textbook. It's not going to be found through through you know head knowledge. It's gonna be. It's gonna come through revelation. It's gonna come through uh, from God. You know, opening up that other realm and revealing himself, and and today, modern day Christianity doesn't look anything different than the world. People are are walking in fear. They're walking in in in, uh, in, in wondering what's going to happen to them next week, next year, you know, the year after. They don't know one thing about walking in the faith of the Son of God. They know about walking in their own faith, their own brand of faith, which fails every time. You know, they rely on it. And and the other part of my message is, you know, that God is now. He's right here and right now. This is where he is. Paul's, Paul's uh, famous scripture in Romans 8, 1, Therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Over in Colossians 3, 3, he says, For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When God started opening up now to me, he showed me how often now was was spoken by Paul. And God revealed to me, you know what? It wasn't the the mechanics of the scripture that was the revelation to Paul. It was the fact that God was working in his life 
right in that moment. And that's why he was able to endure what he was able to endure. Because the power of God was working in his now, from now to now to now to now. And that's the way he lived his life. And that's, that's the way I live my life. I live my life by faith. I don't have a job. We trust God every day. You know, we don't, and, and, uh, and we just believe that God is going to provide for us because we know he's a loving God now. We know that he's not a cruel taskmaster and that he's sitting here waiting for us to fail and fall. We know that God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? That's what we know. So, so that's my message. <laughs> my message is that, that God is alive and you can have a real relationship with him. And you don't have to move from where you're at to have that. He'll meet you exactly where you are and he'll love you exactly as you are. That's my, that's my message to the church. No kneeling cushions. No corner alcoves. No. 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 You can you be. Want to. You can be sitting on a bar stool. Exactly. And if spirit is going to move through you, it'll move through you right there, because there, there it be. It's just no, Jesus had now here. Jesus had a prostitute come in and break expensive perfume over his feet that she had worked for a year. She worked for a year for that perfume. What do you think she did? What do you think she did working for that? Think about it. You don't have to think too long. What did a pro- what did a prostitute do to earn that money, that year's perfume that he she broke over the feet of Jesus? And you need wiped, help on that, folks. Just Google prostitute. Wiped it. Wiped her hair on his feet and washed her, her, her uh, his feet with her tears. I mean that's who Jesus Christ is. He's the relational God who loves us and meets us where where we're at. If he's not, then I won't have anything to do with him. But I know he is. And that that in and of itself is a powerful message. Um it, it is indeed. It, it didn't it didn't matter. Uh, who you are, you what brought. you did, what who nope. you are, what you not did, last week, it didn't not matter. Last month. Nope. And, and and to me, the 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 real key to me about a living relationship with the God that I know, the living God that I know, is that He meets you where you are. You can be on your back in a hospital bed, you can be in on a bar stool, you can be, you don't, it doesn't. Serving the drinks behind the bar. Where, wherever you happen to be right now, chat room people, podcast people, wherever you happen to be right now, guess what? Right there, right, right there, right, right, right there, and there, right there. <clears throat> right. Because and, and podcast listeners, we we really need to clarify. You know, we talk often of source. We talk of the universe. We talk of uh, how many different names. I don't know that we've called it over the years, Rick, because. It's always about with respect to how our guest chooses to communicate. But let us make it perfectly clear here, now, from now till forever, that when we say Source, Christ, God, Yahweh, whatever name we happen to call it, 
on a show, it's all the same thing because there is nothing else other than that. It's all the same. And so, the titles, the to be, the to become, the to be, the I am. The I am. What? Is it just it? They asked Yeshua, are you the king of Israel? Are you the son of God? Are you this? Are you that? Are you the, the I other am. thing? And he just, <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> And his I am, his I am knocked them on their butts. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with that. They, yeah, they couldn't find any way. It literally knocked them on their butts. <laughs> yeah, they, they they couldn't find any way to what to do with that. That's right. How, you, how are you going to argue with I am? You can't. How are you going to argue with I am? You can't. And you can't. I you can't argue with now either. You can't argue with now. Now is now. I, mean, I, I tell people. I tell people the only way that we can get a glimpse in eternity is to understand the revelation of now. Because now, now now doesn't have a beginning or an end, and neither does eternity. So right now, we're living in eternity. We're living right here, right now. This is our eternity. This is where God is. Oh, dude, and the, I so need to get you back to talk about heaven and hell. And the one, what? That's for another show. And the one. It says, and the one who comes to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. I mean, it doesn't say he is this or that. It just says they must believe he is. He That's is right. the ever-present one. And and to me, the seeking after him is the seeking after him in, in here. It's in exactly. here. It's in here. It's not striving. The kingdom of not, heaven is within you, all of it. You. It's not striving and it's not religious. It's just relationship. So he never said, call me by this name. He never said, use this name to glorify me. He just said, I am, and seek that, and and that's it, you know? I mean, I, I we complicate things, don't need to be complicated. It is, is always, you know, at the end of the day, what we get down to at the end of the show. Why are you complicating something that doesn't need to be? It's very simplistic. It's really, truly a very simplistic realization, acceptance, understanding is that it's the all. So it doesn't matter what you call it. It doesn't matter what your neighbor calls it. It doesn't matter what the guy on the other side of the ocean calls it. It doesn't matter what the guy in the church calls it or the guy in the synagogue calls it. I don't care what they call it. It's all the same. It hasn't changed. The indigenous tribes knew it. The It, it well, just is. It is. It is. It is. He reveals it himself. Internally, he doesn't. He, you know, it's not an external thing. It's internal. It's life. You know, it's it's yeah. life. And yeah, so, well, was it just last show we talked about? You know, oh, it's gonna. When is it gonna be assigned? God's not gonna rent one of these skywriter things and put the white letters in the sky. It doesn't know. Well, you know, there's a passage <laughs> of scripture. Jesus said, you know, because all the Christians are looking for signs. You know, they're all waiting for signs because. Because they don't understand what faith is, so all they have is signs. Okay, signs and events. That's what they live for. And so, you know, Jesus said a wicked and perverse generation looks for a sign. 
You know, he even said, what are you looking for signs for? I mean, do you, do you need any more of a sign than God standing before you? you know, do you need any more of a sign than being than somebody dying on a cross and being raised up and standing here right in front of you? You know, there there is no other sign needed except for Christ. That's it. But people who don't know God chase after signs and wonders. But it, it, here's my argument on that, Rich. Rich, if it could, if it could be accepted as an argument, it's all a sign to me. It's all a confirmation to me. It's all a miracle to me. I well, think that I'm talking I about... think that when your eyes are open and your your heart is open to the miracle that is life, that you will see. You will see signs, but not because you're looking to them to guide you, but because you notice they just happen to pop up along the way. Exactly. And they're a beautiful, wondrous confirmation that you're exactly where you need to be at exactly the right time. Right. And so I think that's the difference in the understanding of what that sign means. Yes, of course, he's not going to write. I mean, he could if he wanted yeah, to. But if you're searching for signs and wonders, right? you're not going to see these Lovely confirmation synchronicity no, thing. Because you you have a single eye to God. You have a single eye. If, you, if right. your eye is single, it's full of light. If it's not, it's full of darkness. There's no in between. So you either see God in everything or you don't see God in everything. That's when Paul talks about the ministry of reconciliation. He says, that's our ministry. Our ministry is to see all men reconciled in Christ. All men are complete in Christ. That's what he said our ministry is. And so you said it earlier. You said that we don't look at anybody, you know, we don't look at the person on the street in any way, but we see God in them, you know. We we don't look at them after the flesh anymore. And so that's what, and, and you know, and I'm, I'm talking in the Christian context because that's where I live. And that's my ministry to the Christian church is to hopefully be a light and let them see beyond uh, the um, status quo religion that they've been, you know, um, brainwashed with for how many hundreds of years? I mean, it took me 25 years to see this. You know, I've only been walking in this for maybe the last 10 years. So it took me 25 years of having to, to you know, uh, hack through all the religion and all of the stuff and find it didn't work and, and God using time and experience and trials and stuff in my life to show me the reality of who he was. And and what's so amazing is Jesus said, you know, except you come to me as a child, you can't enter into my kingdom. Well, that's exactly what he brought me back to. He brought me back to seeing like a child. How does a child see? A child trusts everything he sees. A child isn't sitting doesn't there. know any better. You know, it comes in total innocence. Exactly. And, and, and total wonder. wonder at everything. Exactly. Everything is just cool. It's like they find their foot and they're that's a that's a day's worth of That's cool. Wonder. And they hate religion. Oh they, they hate do. religion. They they cry all through church. Most exactly. Of them. <laughs> well, we're we're reaching that time. Uh we're gonna take a a, a wee break just because it's our musical Very thing that we do. And Absolutely. uh uh well actually I was gonna play uh, peace prayer but uh that works that is because then when we come back we want to be sure that we get um uh, 
Rich's web links and where folks can find him because you got to find the book. Because I want to read this thing. Lots of stuff going now on. Got talking to him. I want to get right my hands now. on this book. Yeah, right. right. I, I right. hope a lot of people do because <laughs> so, that's how we're making our living. <laughs> rather than uh, rather than our uh, Ina B. Shong, this is going to be Ina B. Shong. Shong? Hello, Achafa. This is going to be Larissa Stowe and Shakti Tribe. Uh, version of peace prayer, and I'll uh, I'll put it forward to uh, all of the people who are being like Christ, which is what he said. He didn't say worship me, Ugh. and uh, but certainly tonight's guest included. And uh, we'll be back in about five minutes, and we'll hit you up with links and stuff, and uh, see what's going on next. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us.
Well, I hate to cut any of our musical guests short, but I seem to be late with everything tonight, including break time. So welcome back, everybody. Um, that, again, was Larissa Stowe and her group Shakti Tribe, and you can find them at LarissaStowe.com. That's L-A-R-I-S-A-S-T-O-W.com. Check them with out. A uber special shout-out to the sax player, because every time I hear that song... What? So much appreciation for the music behind the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics in and of themselves are powerful, but what? Her her tribe is just... And, and it is a tribe. There's a whole bunch of them up there. Yeah. 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 And they're cool. All yeah, of them. they're having a blast, too. So. Uh, in, Very good indeed, stuff. Indeed, which is all we care about. Just and having, it, a, having a blast tonight. You learn... Even our guests in the chat room having a ball. Um, and yes, there's. It's not hard to be more Christian than a lot of quote unquote institutional Christians. <clears throat> that's yeah, not that's exactly it. It's not exactly how he typed it, but yeah, it's it's it's. We used to say in the marketing business, it doesn't take much to rise your raise above the sea of mediocrity, but. Well, I, I tell I you now, that, I tell I... you true that um, one of one of the biggest realizations that I've come to on this journey from the first time my pen and paper you know, in the writing of truth, my first novel, is that there's a lot of Christians out there who would never call themselves Christians, and I I just need to point that out because they live, breathe that message that he brought. And yet, you know, they they don't carry that title with them, but they are um, exactly yes, what... doesn't strike yeah. me as one who would have been fond of titles either. Yeah, it's got a bad yeah. name, that's for sure. <laughs> and Christianity um, has got a bad name, definitely. I think one of his main messages was, you know, yes, I am, but I'm not any different are than you. And um, so, you know, you can be too, and you are. Just, exactly. Just, it's a recognition and then that walking relationship. It's, it is. It's, uh, he said, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Indeed. Indeed. So we need to tell folks where they can, uh, where they can find you. you. And, of course, the, your, your uh Main website, we've talked about Rich in Christ. That's the book, yes? Yeah, yeah, just go to Amazon. Go to Amazon and look up Rich in Christ or Rich Novick, N-O-V-E-K, and that's where you can get the book. And you can also go to richinchristnow.com. Yep, you can get it there. And, and you can uh, find about 40 articles that I've written there besides the book. I'm he's certainly going to go writer, and check some of those and, out. And you know... Me being the author that I am, um, the pen friend that I am, I don't say that about everybody, but he really is. I mean, if if you want to hear an honest and truthful representation of, of what his journey has been, go check out his writings because he doesn't he doesn't sugarcoat it. He just puts it out there and right. um and he backs it with scripture. So 
So that's something that's really vitally important for the Chris listening tonight is that he does back everything that he says with Scripture. He knows Scripture like the back of his hand. And, and so I encourage you to go to this site because if you're feeling disillusioned by, by the institution, then this is, this is perhaps for you that next step to that connection that we're all seeking. Because we're all we're all telling you to find the truth that's in your heart that you know it to be. But my heart says that this was a leading edge and 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 quite accurate, truthful conversation this evening. So uh, absolutely, uh, do do check it out. Don't let uh, uh, appearances or any of those you know words or anything like that. It's just words. It's just scribbles on a page, you know what I'm saying? And look me up look me up on Facebook too. I'm always on Facebook. So come by and say hi. Absolutely. With brilliant posts, I might add. Brilliant Certainly stuff. Brilliant posts. Inspiring posts. And then yeah. I have a life coaching site. It's Rich in Christ com. If anybody's interested in uh in looking into life coaching and, and life coaching isn't counseling. Life coaching is basically we get together and, and we trust the spirit of God that he's coming up with the solution. And I'm just there to help you as you find the solution. That's all coaching is. It's real, it's real laid back. It's completely, you know, just informal and real. And, uh, it's a lot like, a lot like doing an everyday connection radio show. There you go. We don't plan anything. We, we, we show up. Yep. And in the knowingness that there we are. will be awesomeness. And there you go. Then there it comes. And there we've tried. Is. We've tried planning, not so much. Doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Try to so, force, so force your plan down the the Lord's throat. It just doesn't. It's like no. <laughs> so so on that note, there's something you know that I, I always at the end of the show I gotta get up on my soapbox, but not tonight. Um. All I really have to say is first, thank you, Rich, for for joining us and for sharing your journey and and your revelations with us. And, and second, that um, to all our listeners, regardless of of what your belief systems are, where you come from, um, at the end of the day, whatever your connection is to that spirit, then follow that, and don't let anybody, not nobody, including us, separate you from that connection because that connection is your truth and your journey and, and your spirit manifest flesh. Um, and that's really all, all that I have to say tonight about everything that we've talked about is just, just follow your heart. It, the yeah. truth is in there and, uh, it, it reverberates with truth. It resonates. It just shines but it's subtle. A little quietness helps. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I've had it be really loud, too, so, you know. <laughs> Either or, whatever you need at the time, that's what it's going to do. <laughs> the full um, spectrum is available. Absolutely. So that's we have uh, we have handy. one more show to do from our respective Everyday Connection Studios, EC North and EC Texas, EC South, EC whatever. 
so much uh, gratitude right now, really, for for everything that's that's that is that is now and that is yeah. becoming. Uh, we have another author with us next Tuesday. Esperanza Valles will be with us, and then next Wednesday we will get up at dawn and climb the steps of an airplane and come to you on the flight of San Jose. Yes. <laughs> Do you know the way to San Jose? No, but you know we have great to? faith in the pilots. That's <laughs> do, I, do I know the way to San Jose? It's yeah, gate 17 on the left over there. <clears throat> what I know. And uh and trust us it works. We quit we quit knowing and it all happened. Even the destinations and people we talked about, plus lots of new people. Oh, it's a, wow. We're going to share. You, we promise we're going to yes. share it all. Yes, yes, we have. It's coming. You guys are going to just be blown away by the synchronicities and, and the miracles that have, have just coalesced. Just you started. Birth is a miracle just, that is. Yes. You see on the road. That's it. And so uh, follow us at everydayconnection.me. Uh, the show's archive will be up tonight with all these links uh, so where you can click on them. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, you know, facebook.com slash everydayconnection. Um, YouTube.com slash Everyday Connection. All them things.com slash Everyday Connection. We're over there. We don't have a Twitter yet. We might have to get one of those. You think we have to get one of those? Do we have to get one oh. of those? Oh. Think about it. Um, we'll think about it. Everybody, go to the <laughs> website, comment in the comment box. There's a little Facebook comment box down there. You don't have to tell us who you are. Just let us know. Do you want us to get a Twitter? Yeah. Do we? Should we be tweeting something? Do you want us to feel like twits when we tweet? Let us yes. know. Yes. Should we be? We're twit? open to suggestions. Mutual twit, twitness, something. <laughs> so anyway, join us next Tuesday. Have a fantastic weekend, uh, and as always. Until then, to our mother, to each other. Especially to yourselves. Always, 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 in all ways, stay connected. Good night, everybody. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Everyday Connection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted 
We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.